Trading Nut, episode 180. I don't know what the market's going to do. I cannot control it. The only thing that I can control is me. That's it. I can't control if the market's going to go up. I don't can't control if it's going to go down. I can control when I get in. I can control how much size I put on, and I can control when I get out. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Casey Stubbs on the show. Now, Casey's a Forex industry veteran, also a trading podcaster. We've interviewed some of the same people, and in the show he explains the strat, which is a power momentum strategy that he uses, along with a whole bunch of other stuff that we go into here. Uh, And then after the show, he recorded a video with me where he breaks down on a price chart in a live MetaTrader account how you can double your account in three days. So you got to go and check that out. Links uh, to everything will be on tradingnut.com. Uh, now, other things going on here on the show. We, at the moment, we've got the Trading Nut Funded Cup for July kicking off soon. So dates and stuff are going to be updated very soon. It'll be around about the middle of July. Guys, if you do want to register for that, you can do that now. I actually interviewed the winner of the last Trading Nut Funded Cup, and that's going to be coming out either next week or the week after. His name's Steve Young. He managed to grow the account by like 94% in 45 days. A lot of similarities to the way that I trade as well. So that's coming up, guys. Something to check out in the future. But before you do, this day, the day that I'm dropping this is the first day of my Algo Funder Mastermind three-day live event. Uh, If you do want to take part in the day two and day three, you'll have to be quick. The price is going up pretty much every day. Uh, And yeah, you're going to be able to see the replays and recordings of these live events. So if you do come in late, you still can get access to that and you're going to get the download of what we create at the end of it. Now, just to remind you, it is the whole idea is we're trying to build something here, trying to automate something that will pass and give you the ability to withdraw from funding programs. Okay, so that's the whole premise of this. At the moment, there are five strategies that have been uploaded by guys that are attending. These strategies are going to be voted on, so you're going to see those five strategies when you log in. You're going to get access to what I build after seven days, and you get lifetime access to that. So you get complete freedom with that particular build. And if you join my Robot Builders Club, you get the source code as well, so you can actually enhance it and build it out even further. All right, guys. That is it from me. Would love to see some of you joining late. I know it's late, but joining late to the Algo Fund, the mastermind. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. Folks, if you missed out on joining the Trading Nut Funded Cup, don't worry. With over 3,000 traders registered, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have decided to run another. But this time, they've promised the prizes will be even bigger and better. Folks, if you want to register for this and show your skills as a trader, Click on the link above or the link below the video or in the podcast description, then sign up for free before mid-July 2022 and get 10% off any City Traders Imperium product just for entering the competition. Good luck, folks, and we'll see you in the cup. All right, folks, here we are in Trading Up. We've got Casey Stubbs in the house from 
uh, trade the trading or well, tradingstrategyguides.com and he also runs his own podcast called How to Trade It. So he does the same sort of thing as me. He's got you know, dozens and dozens of traders that he's interviewed. So we're going to get to not just hear about Casey the trader today, but also uh, tra- uh, Casey's guests and how they've um, helped influence his trading over the years. So Casey, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Glad to be here. Look, mate, to, to start off with, what we're going to do is get to, to hear your story. Like, how did you get into trading and the trading industry and coming up with all these um, uh, strategy guys that you've created and over there at, at, at your website and, and the podcast as well? So I started trading a long, long time ago and uh, back when I was 16. And my dad was a, um, a trader and he needed to learn how to use a computer. So I was a computer nerd, a kid that grew up about computers, but he would make trades on the phone. He would call his broker and look at the newspaper. And when he started to trade online, he had no clue what he was doing. And so I just helped him get set up on the computer. And I immediately was like, wow, this is awesome. This is so amazing. I had no idea. Um, And I didn't you know, there were some other things my dad had tried to teach me and I didn't really pay attention. Like he was an auto mechanic and I didn't really have any interest in that. He tried to teach me and we got a big fight over it. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. But then when he was talking about trading, I was like, yes, this is really cool. Okay, cool. So you got into it from there, like way back at 16. I mean, how did it progress? Uh, so I just, found a really cool interest. And, you know, I was practicing with my dad on my charts and in my mind, you know, I have these great fantasies about how I'm a great trader and how amazing I'm going to do, which I always have those weird things happen in my mind. I think how wonderful I am, but then reality sits in later. Uh, However, after that, I got out of uh, school and then I joined the military, U.S. Army. And while I was in the Army, I just got into the markets and would Uh, invest. I would buy stocks and put all of my money away uh, into the market for the entire time I was in the army. And and so just to put that in the visual perspective for guys listening, what on earth, how on earth does somebody who's in the army get onto a computer of some sorts way back in the day, probably before mobile phones, I'm guessing, and manage their, their trades and manage like investments? It was just in the beginning. You're right. It was just in the beginning before I had a cell phone and I used E-Trade as my broker. And I would just uh, get online. I was overseas and get online and get on the platform. And it was fun because in the, in the, when you're in the Army, you don't have any expenses. You're a young guy. You get in really young. And they pay for your food. They pay for your house. They pay for all your bills. The only thing you got to buy is like whatever you want, like extra stuff. And I, for me... I was pretty cheap, so I wouldn't spend any money. I'd put it all into the markets. And actually, when I left, I was in for four years over in Germany. I had $30,000 in the stock market. And that was like in today's money, that was probably like 75000 I mean, it was a lot of money for a young guy. And so so how on earth were you investing? Was it just a purely you know, fundamentally based kind of thing? I like this kind of stock, I'm going to invest, or was, was there, were you using technicals at that point? I hadn't got that far yet. I was busy being doing the military thing, so I was basically going on stocks that I liked, and I was looking at growth stocks. So I would look at, it was in the late 90s, and so that was when the tech boom was happening, and so it was pretty easy just to kind of pick whatever 
tech stocks were, were going at that time. And so I got into Cisco and I also got into Intel and got a really good return on those. And, and so how did you transition from that to Forex and how did that transition look? Uh, so that happened way down the road uh, because after I got out, I sold all of my stocks, which was perfect timing. I got them, I closed them right before the big crash in 2000. Total luck, had no idea what, what was going on, but I just got out of the army and I wanted to start a business. So I put all my money into the business and sold all my stock. And then several years down the road, uh, I decided to get back into the markets. I was always in and out, but in 2008, when the big market crash happened, I was working in construction and investing in the side, and I lost my job in construction. And so that is how I decided to start trading. And I got interested in Forex because I didn't have a job, Was saw some ads on Forex. It was pretty popular. It was like 2008, 2009, really popular at that time. So that's why I thought I'd give my hand in Forex. Yeah, cool. And so, so how did, how on earth do you go from like somebody who's just been, you know, I suppose investing on stocks they like to trading in Forex? It's, it's got to be a train wreck, right? (laughs) (laughs) You, 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 you figured it out. I mean, I mean, that's, that's everyone, right? Yeah. So it was a pretty bad situation. So you, and, and you see, I see this all the time now that I'm teaching people and have been successful for a while. It seems like everybody that gets in is usually people that shouldn't be trading because they don't have any money and they need money yesterday. And that was me. You know, I lost my job. I had no money. I put the last bit I had into the market and uh, it didn't go well. I, I lost it pretty quick. Um, and what about the uh, what about your business that you bought, or did you end up not buying the business? No, I bought the business. It was a carpet cleaning business, and I did pretty well with it. But I was just young and uh, did a lot of made a lot of mistakes, and you know did crazy things and partied too much, and ended up getting deployed again because the army does this thing called inactive reserve. So I was out, but then they called me back, and so. Um, I went back to the army and then everything kind of fell apart after that. And so I ended up losing that business. Oh so, so it's not, not the best start in, in things. So, I mean, from, from a Forex trading point of view, what, what things did you do to get proficient in trading the market? Uh, so to get good at trading, it took me a long time, uh, probably longer than what most people go through mainly because I'm just a, I'm hardheaded and I'm a a risk taker. And so I love going for big wins and um, I don't like losing. So I love going for big wins and I hate losing. And so those two combos don't work well for me. And so the, the hardest path for me was um, learning to take a loss. And so I would more, my favorite stop loss is blowing my account. Um, and so, so, so to answer the question is it took a long time of discipline, but the, the methods that I used was just study, 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 practice, practice, practice. Um, and what sort and of things were you studying and what, what practice did you do? Mainly, uh, trend trading, uh, how to find price action patterns and how to really get key support and resistance levels. And so now 
I, my system's pretty straightforward, pretty simple, works great. I find the strongest trend. And I've learned that from a lot of different people. Like it's, it's weird. And I don't know if you know, have experienced this, but you might learn something once and then you start to use it. And then you like learn it again from someone else. They're teaching the same thing, but they teach it a different way. And then it just kind of gets even more. And, and so this, the, my trend following thing, I think I probably learned from many different people. The first person that taught it was James Chen. And I learned it at the Forex Trading Expo in 2011 in New York City. Um, and he taught this class on currency power and how you combine the, and that you see these indicators all over the place, but how you combine the weakest and the strongest currencies. And that was the, the uh, yeah. start for me. I immediately went home. I built a tool, at, uh, my own currency power tool. And I've been using that same tool to this day. And, and like, if you had to sort of give a, the guys listening a, a view on where in a trend you would get in based on like, like if the trend starts and ends, what, what chunk of that trend are you getting in on? So with the, with the currency power, and this works on everything. This is, I like to combine the weakest and the strongest currencies, but it works on whether you're trading crypto, it works on stocks. But the, the way that I like to do it is I like to look at a monthly time frame, and then I like to look at a weekly time frame and a daily. And so if you have a, a, a monthly that's going really strong, let's say it's a bullish trend, the monthly candle's bullish, and then you see a weekly candle that's bullish, and then the daily is red, right? So the daily is now pulling back. When that daily goes into a level, and then you see that price action stall out, and then it flips back to go into alignment with the green uh, weekly and the green monthly, that is a perfect setup for me. So I either like to get it into the level and then get down to a lower time frame, like a one hour time frame, like a red daily candle. I'll go to a one hour time frame and I'll look for a candlestick pattern, like a, a pin bar or a bullish engulfing or an outside candle, something that goes into that level. And then when that price flips, uh, it goes in the direction of the trend. And just another little note about that is that when the price is moving down, you're, the, the market's pull. I like to look and see what's happening behind the scenes. The market's pulling in a lot of shorts, right? So it, it's pulling back and people are like, this trend is over. We're out of here. This trend is garbage. That level is broken. And all the, so two things are happening. The buyers are buying on that level and then it breaks below that level and then they're getting stopped out. So it's clearing out all those orders, all those buy orders. And then what happens is these short traders then jump in because they see that level going out. Mm -hmm. And so then those short guys get in and then the market bounces back up and then they're out. And so the market basically clears out everybody who was long and it clears out everybody who was short. And then it goes right up to the target or not to the target, but it continues right on in the direction of the trend. And understanding that the market has to clear out all those orders to go to the next level because there's more orders sitting up there. It's attracted to where those orders are. And so, so if you had to like sort of, have you ever stumbled across something like that in the past where you had to, you know, and has it been called anything? I mean, I suppose it's, it's probably it's probably something simple like a trend trading strategy. I mean, there's nothing. It's there's definitely no not trend. It's not trend following. Yeah. Um, it's not trend following. It's a price action. It's, it's a three, it's a three. 
Power Momentum with those monthly and weekly, really powerful candles. It's worked great with the S&P 500 recently. It's worked great with uh, Bitcoin recently. It's worked fantastic on the Euro dollar recently. Uh, but Power Momentum with Levels and price action those three things and what it's called i didn't i need to come up with a name for it i don't have a name uh, i know that one of the guys who's been on my podcast really helped me refine it his name's rob black he calls it the strat and it's the it's strat. not quite i don't he calls it the strat and that's all he talks about he says there's only one truth in the market and it's the strat and uh you should get him on the show he's really he's, he's a stock guy though so you might not want to go there but but it's it works on everything in the market. It works really well. And so, so when you're look, looking through all your charts, I mean, are you going through literally everything or are you focusing on a few? I I only want to hit the, the good ones, right? I only want to, there's just too much stuff happening in the market for me not to want to hit the very best trades. You know, if you, as, as a trader, just going over, looking at my charts and looking at my, my, history my trading history there's usually at the end of the week there's usually only a couple trades that that do anything for me and so i've learned that if i can just eliminate all those junky trades and only focus on the top quality ones i do a lot better and, and so across a week how many trades do you reckon you'd get out of this uh, i usually only get do like two or three trades a week um and i it the market will set up at different times. Sometimes, for example, if you're following a strong trend, it might take three days for that to pull back. Like last week is a great example. The market was going down and then Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, it was pulling back. But then at the end of the day on Wednesday, that hit that level and that reversal happened. And then I entered at the end of the day and then I held it for two days. And are you entering at market or are you putting limit orders, stop orders, that sort of thing? I usually only put in market orders. Okay, so you're literally I just don't like I don't like not getting filled and I don't like I'm impatient. I don't want to wait. I just wait. I'm I do my analysis and I get in a trade. Right. And so so what kind of risk to reward are we looking at on those trades? Uh I go for about 2.5 risk to reward ratio. So so it's not like a so you're not like going okay, well there's the target the target is, you know, could be five, five ROA. You're not going for the, you're just like, I'm going to go for a set 2.5 or there or thereabouts. It varies. It varies. I like to find a level and look for the price to get to those levels. And then when the price moves in my favor, I'll move, I'll trail behind it. And so sometimes I will hit the big one, but what usually happens to me is that it will come back and take me out. So that's what why my risk to reward is a little bit lower. Okay. And what about your win rate? Is what does that look like? Uh, my win rate's pretty good. I'm about a seventy percent win rate. And the thing that is really helpful with that is to to get that nice candlestick pattern in the level and just be patient and not not do it early, right? And so um, being patient really helps with that. And so, so what about, so you're literally, so you, you're breaking down from monthly, weekly to daily, then are you always entering on the hourly or can you sometimes find another time frame to get in on? The time frame that I get in will, will be, will vary, right? So 
usually it's the hourly or the four hour, sometimes the daily. Um, and I can get in even lower if, if I look at the pattern, but sometimes on the lower time frames, I'm not that interested because I know it can chop around a lot and um, it might take a while before it finally breaks down. But usually the hourly, four hour daily is what I'm more comfortable with. And let's let's ask this question, which is you know pretty quite unique for, for most of my guests. Like out of all the all the strategies you've heard on your podcast, are there any that have like sort of stood out as like, man, this one sounds really awesome? Uh, well, I mentioned the the one from from Rob and the Strat. You know, he's he's just so passionate about his his um, trading, and uh, he explains it really well and. So that was one that I learned a lot. I have a thing where my podcast is really for me. I do it because it helps me get customers to my trading business. It helps me because it expands my reach. It helps me because I make relationships and I meet people. Those are all side benefits. The number one benefit for me is I get a, I'm a curious person and I get to ask questions. And so I have learned so much from being on a podcast and meeting great people and great traders. So it's awesome. Another strategy that was really simple that I really liked that just came to me after you asked me, it was um, a guy named Jeremy Newsom from real life trading. Mm -hmm. He taught a, uh, he taught a 10 EMA strategy. It's so easy. I, I can summarize it in 10 seconds and, and I have adopted some of that too. Uh, when the price closes above the 10 EMA, and then you get your first bearish candle, and then it closes above, and then it breaks that high after the bearish, and then it continues the trend, then you enter the trade. And so I have really started looking at that. And he was on my show like two years ago. Um, yeah. yeah, he's been on my show as well. It was a while ago now. Um, he's a great guy. I do remember um, he actually took one, he took one trader uh, who was a stock trader and tried to get him profitable over the course of six months or, or nine months, I think he the guy started doing okay, and he was like getting stuck with the twenty five thousand dollar like daily trade restriction or something like that. But if you guys want to listen to that, it's back in the podcast archives. Um, now, uh, what about your typical trading day? So you know, two to three trades a week. How do you structure your trading day? How long does it take you to go through the markets? It doesn't take too long because I have a watch list. I am looking at the strongest trends. I have my currency power tool. I'm looking at those trends. And so I'll look at the monthlies, the weeklies, and I already know what charts I'm looking at. And now I'm just watching for the reversals to happen. I only trade reversals. And when I say reversals, I mean reversals that happen in the direction of the ongoing trend. So, so I check those in the morning and then I just keep my charts up throughout the day check different times throughout the day what were the biggest obstacles for you going through the whole trading journey the biggest obstacle for me was taking a loss uh, that was really hard for me i just didn't like to do it and one of the guys that i follow on twitter and uh, he's really famous he's a stock guy mark Menorini. He always says that uh, if you don't take a small loss, you're going to end up taking the mother of all losses. And oh, yeah. uh, he, he also says you're a big loser if you take big losers, <laughs> which is true. So 
that was the biggest challenge for me. It seemed like learning the, to read the charts and to understand price action, I could learn really quickly. But then just having the discipline to follow the rules was the hardest part because I'm a natural born rule breaker. I think that, and I don't know if it's all traders, but traders have a tendency. We want to get rich quick. We want to break rules and we want to take risks. Like th those are my natural in, those are my natural in inclinations. I'm not like one of those guys that is um, timid. You know, I'm not timid. I've literally, I'll do anything at any time. I don't know. How about you? Are, are you like a natural born risk taker? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I definitely, definitely am. So we're yeah, where there's like a lot of conservative people. I mean, I'll be the one. No, no, that will be, we'll be fine. I'm an optimist as well, so I'm like I'm always thinking that it'll work out work out for the best, which doesn't help sometimes. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, how did you overcome that? How did you overcome the the? Was it a fear of taking a loss or just a, a dislike? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it was a fear. I, I think it was probably just, I think the biggest thing in my mind is that I could always believe that I, that the market would turn around. And so I'm like, okay, I hate closing it. And then the thing turns around and goes in my direction. Like that just really irritates me. Um, so always believing that it can turn around and then believing that I have somehow have the trading ability to work my way out of a trade and that I could somehow not take a loss, like believing that I could literally win every trade. Um, and so just overcoming that belief and then learning, learning that those small losses really don't matter. Mm. Like when you learn that the small losses really don't matter, then, you know, I can make stuff. I have learned that I can make money back so fast that I just doesn't matter to me anymore because I can make it back so quickly. Yeah. And that, that and that takes a bit of time to get to, doesn't it? Because you got to go, you got to have the losses, and stay with your strategy, so that you can then get the wins to then realize that things actually aren't that bad when you take the losses. I.e., I mean, well, I think and then a lot of people get stuck because they'll take the losses, and then all of a sudden they're like start veering off their strategy or changing it or breaking the rules, moving the stop loss. And they never get to that point where things actually start to get back to normal again. And so then they don't get the lesson um, that, oh, I can actually overcome this, you know, a streak of five or six losses and, you know, make it back with two or three trades. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. That That is very interesting. Uh, now, what about uh, if you had to recommend somebody, a uh, retail trader, probably working a day job, what steps should they take to, to start growing an account? I think that if you're working, you really want to do longer time frames. You know, daily. It depends on what your work schedule is, but if you're using, you know, if you're U.S. based, like I don't know how you guys overseas can trade because we have our charts they close right at the end of the day. And like, when are your daily charts close? Uh, well, I mean, for forex. The daily close is actually not too bad for me because I'm in New Zealand and it's at like nine o'clock in the morning at the moment. And uh, like in the winter, in the summertime, it's like 11, 11 a.m., 10, 10 or 11 a.m., depending on what the time, time uh, like daylight savings or not. So it's not too bad. And then we've got London open. New York's a nightmare, though. So if you're wanting to trade 
across the New York session where the big moves happen, that's where it all gets a little bit hairy because you can't, if you sit on a trade that you've opened in London, the chance of it getting stopped out in New York is is quite high from what I've seen unless you've picked the bottom of the day or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, for, for New York Open, that would be like 1 a.m. for me, which I, I, I'm too old for that. I can't be bothered. Yeah, no way. And, and yeah. you know, New York sometimes will be a reversal session. So yeah. if you get in a trade and then it's going great in London and then New York <laughs> reverses, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So I prefer I prefer these days to get in on at London and finish. Like trades are in and out by the end of the session. And uh, there might be the odd runner that I'll leave on with a stop at in some profit or a break even or something uh, which is a runner so um but that's yeah but you're right it's how do how do we do it i mean i, I don't know i mean that that's how you you sort of work around i mean the reason if that... it's like nine or eight in the morning that's not bad you just do it before you go to work if you work in a day job right and i just do mine after work i'm at the end of the day and and so the answer is daily charts are fine because these trends really move. Uh, you know, like the, the the current trend I was just looking at on the pound yen is, or not pound yen, pound dollar, move fifteen hundred pips. You got plenty of time. You got plenty of time to get in on that. You can use a daily chart. Uh, there's no problem. And that was another thing that helped me out too. Is I like giving my trade a little more room because I don't like losing. I'll just give it a little bit bigger stop loss, uh, and and that doesn't bother me one bit. And so, so do you find yourself like taking, you know, sub one R profits because of that, because having a wider stop and does that affect, uh, does that affect things at all or? Uh, it does cause you to take smaller wins. Yes. Yes. So there's always a trade-off. If you're going to go with the bigger stop, you got to take uh, wins. But so here's one of the things I do now too, is I'll even use a wider stop, but I usually don't hit the stop anymore because I get out early. Like I'll take a pretty big stop. I just don't like hitting stop. Yeah. So yeah. I almost never hit stop. If it go, starts to go against me, I'll get out. And so um, with that being said, I, my risk is, will be a little larger at times because I know that I'm not going to hit my stop. Um, but yes, yes, it causes me to have a smaller wins, but then if I'm patient and I can let the trade run a little bit, it works out for me. And, and so what sort of decision-making do you do around like I'm going to decide to close this trade now because it's just not looking like it's it's going to be working out. I mean, what what sort of specific factors would you go, this is one that I'm going to close early before it hits my stop because I can see something's not quite right. What would be those factors? It's pretty simple for me. I'll, I just will identify a level. I say, look, if it, does cl- if it goes above this level, I'm out. That, it's just that plain and simple. And I usually give my stop way above that level because sometimes it will try to fake you out. It'll go up and then come down. And so I like to, like to see how it's going to react mm-hmm. at a level. And if it just shows that it's not turning around, I'll just get out. And do you, do you need to set do you set alerts at these levels or anything like that to make you aware of them being crossed or do you sort of get back to the chart and hope for the best and then go oh damn it shot through that or or is it like it shot through it I'm glad I didn't see that because it's come back and now I don't need to close the trade because it's actually played out in my favour. Uh, well, both. I don't set alerts, but I do. If I'm not there and it turns around, I'm like, wow, I'm really glad I wasn't there because I would have closed that trade. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if it's if it's in the daytime, more than likely I'll see it. And so I don't need an alert. Uh, and I just don't want an alert anyways. I 
alerts annoy me i turn off all the alerts right okay um what about like from a mindset point of view i mean you know you've you've interviewed a lot of people like me you've heard a lot of uh, different mindset hacks i mean have you got any yourself and have you had any guests drop some absolute gold on there uh, I was listening to your podcast. I noticed you asked that mindset question a lot. So I'm probably going to steal that question because I think it's really good. Um, but uh, my answer is I try to just maintain a positive mindset. And here's the thing that I, uh, emotions are okay. I'm okay with emotions, but I don't want to trade with emotion. Okay. So that, so the biggest one, and I don't know where I got it from. Maybe it was from Mark Douglas. I know you probably hear him all the time. I read his book a couple of times and, I, and maybe it was, maybe it was him, but it was just a combination of hearing him and hearing all these other people. But it really is. I don't know what the market's going to do. I cannot control it. The only thing that I can control is me. That's it. I can't control if the market's going to go up. I don't can't control if it's going to go down. I can control when I get in. I can control how much size I put on and I can control when I get out. All I focus on is that. And if I do that, then I don't need to worry about anything else. And it really, that, that mindset in itself. And that, that helps me out in everything. You know, I come home from work and everybody's screaming and acting crazy. I'm like, look, <laughs> you know, only person I can control is me. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna get worked up over how everybody else is acting around me. It, it reminds me of a, another guest I interviewed just before you actually, and he was sort of like saying, "We can relate this stuff back to your real life." Like you've just mentioned there, with you know, getting home and everyone's crazy, you can't control it. This morning, I did exactly that, and I found one sock in my drawer that I wanted to wear. I wanted to wear the pair of socks. I went through the entire drawer took everything out, rearranged it all. Nah, the second sock wasn't there. And I was like, do I start searching around the house and try and find the sock and spend like an hour trying to find one sock or realize this is out of my control? It's out of my control. Just get another pair of socks and stop being a dick. So that's what I did. I just got another pair of socks, put them on, done, job done. And so I'm like, I've got to relate that back to my trading. I'm out of control. It's not something I can control. Um, yeah, that's good. What, what about from like, uh, your, your, oh, so suppose you're not asking your guests the question of what, what mindset hacks do they have? Has anyone, ever, has anyone ever sort of shared something with you that you thought this is pretty cool? Ah, oh, man, I'm just thinking about it. Um, Putting on the spot here. Think. Yeah, well, you have done that a lot and I love these <laughs> questions and uh, you never know what's going to come out. Sometimes I come up with a brilliant answer and other times I just draw a blank. <laughs> so right now I can't really think of anything. The, the biggest thing is the control. Um, I don't really have like, I don't like visualize myself in piles of money or anything like that. Um, That's all good. That's all good. Let's, let's um, ask the next <laughs> question, which is, I mean, if you had to recommend somebody spend the next month mastering something, what, what do you recommend they go, go away and master? I recommend that they master following their plan and then analyzing their, their trades at the end of the week and just how well they followed it. That's another, I may, maybe that's a mindset hack. I don't know, but don't focus on the results, which is sounds stupid. 
it really does, but focus on the process, right? A golfer, when they're out golfing, they're not focusing on how far they hit. They're focusing on how they swing. And you, you imagine your swing. How do you swing? You know, the mechanics of a swing. Uh, that's what trading is. Focus on the process. At the end of the week, look at your statement and say, the, the big, it's the big three. Okay. What was my winning percentage? Uh, what was my risk to reward ratio and how much did I win or lose? Right. And those are results, but then you go back and look and say, okay, how well did I follow my plan? Um, if you do that and you're consistent and you master that, you're going to see dramatic improvement. And that's how I've helped a lot of people improve is by like, look at your statement Okay, well, look, you, you're losing way too much money. Now you got to focus on keeping those losses smaller. And what about like, did you ever struggle with risk management and keeping that risk at a optimal level? Uh, well, that was my biggest problem was just because I, I love taking big risk and I don't like um, losing. So risk management has been really challenging for me. Because you, so and so how did you overcome that? I mean, how did you get better at that? Uh, I got better just from learning that a small loss is nothing. It just means nothing. Uh, I can take small losses all day and, uh, you know, the, I'll focus on getting those back a nice win streak, a couple big trades, everything really helps uh, in that regard. And also, uh, you know, if you're riding a trend and you, you are able to add to those winning positions uh, when the trend is rolling, uh, you can really, uh, you can start to steamroll your profits pretty nicely. It, and so you, you mentioned, and this probably relates back to what you just said there around stacking positions. Um, you mentioned before the show that you're you're doing a, a a small account or showing people how they can flip a small account on, I think it's your YouTube channel or or something. Um, now, how how are you approaching that? And we're gonna and we're gonna see a video of that afterwards as well, guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that um, on the on the YouTube channel here. But yeah, so how are you how are you uh, approaching that from a risk management point of view? So that's kind of tricky in some regard because you have to. I, I feel like in order to grow an account, you have to trade a little aggressively. In the initially. Uh, because when you have when you have something small to lose, it's still important that you learn risk management. It's still important to cut your trades, but a smaller loss is not as you know. If you're trading a, a two hundred dollar account, that's not the same as a two hundred thousand dollar account, right? Everything about it is going to be differently. You know, you don't need to make a lot of money on a two hundred thousand dollar account, but you do need to make a lot to grow a $200 account or else you're going to be yeah. there for years <laughs> and yeah. years and years yeah. and years. And, you know, if you're going to trade really conservatively, so you have to increase your size a little bit. And, and so, okay. You, you, I mean, I, well, let's, let's leave it until, um, until we have a look at this video when you walk us through it. Cause I don't want you to spoil it for everyone. Now um, we're going to jump into some quick fire questions here before we uh, wrap up the show. So how long do you think from your start, to to consistent profitability did that journey take it took me seven years what's your favorite entry setup 
My favorite entry is a strong trend with a flip reversal and then back into the direction of the trend. I use candlesticks, but you can use indicators too. I'm not like a guy that says you can't use indicators because an RSI pullback will identify that just as much as a price action would. And and how do you trail your, uh, your stop loss? Uh, I wait till I get to the next level and then I will put my stop to break even. And then as the levels I identify, every time it gets to a level, I'll move it to the next level. Uh, do you have a recommended trading book or resource? Uh, I like the um, Trading Like a Champion by Mark Minervini. Okay, I've not heard that one. I've not heard that one. I have to check it out. Um, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Uh, my favorite trading platform is MT4. And my favorite broker right now is probably trader's way hey folks ever wonder what broker i use well i use hanko trade it was a no-brainer because i was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage now by joining hanko trade i've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just one dollar per 100k you can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link i've put in the description and can you walk us through your worst ever trade uh yeah so i was um this was a rookie trade, and um, I mean, this is one of a lot, so I don't know if it's actually the worst, but, but I was a rookie and uh, pretty early, and I was able to grow my account rapidly. Like, I was just crushing it. I literally took a $50 account and grew it up to about 3500 and, um, you know, I've, I've, it was growing, like, in a short period of time. Um, it was growing really fast. And I mean, that's not a lot of money, uh, but it started, it was starting to look like a lot of money. Mm. And so like, if I keep doing this for a little bit more, I'm, I'm there. Uh, so I actually thought that I'd made it at that point. Well, I ended up losing that entire account and uh, lost the whole thing on one crazy trade, a uh, pound yen. I just over leveraged it and it just went out against me and I wouldn't close it. I, if I would have closed it earlier, lesson learned now, uh, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh, but I ended up losing the whole account. And the reason I call it the worst trade is it wasn't that bad because I was inexperienced, but it was bad because it just, the psychological impact it had on me. Um, I, it was amazing. I went through this amazing win streak. And then after that, I literally couldn't win a trade. Like I was so messed up in my mindset that I was just a total loser. I could not, it's like everything I tried failed after that. And the thing that got me through it was that when you have a winning streak like that and you saw yourself make money, I always knew that I could do it again. Right. So like a lot of people say, well, you should quit. You should quit. And I thought about quitting but it's really hard to quit when you have an experience like that. You know, you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I can remember that I did this. I can do it again. If you can do it once, you can do it again. So, so what was just on that? How did you, how did you sort of spiral out of control? Where is where you couldn't repeat what you'd done? Was it just a, a lack of strategy or sticking to the rules? What happened? I think it was a lack of strategy, a lack of sticking to the rules, lack of money management, and just a messed up 
mind like i was just so you were like like, revenge i'm gonna get revenge on this like account loss that's it full stop like yeah i was revenge yeah and i was i think fear and just confidence like i felt like i was a, a total loser and i couldn't figure it out so if you if you blew that account i mean what did you what was the next what was the size of the next account that you started uh after that i traded on demo for a long time before i uh, got back in it and i actually don't remember what the next account i had uh because that was that long ago <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't like a few thousand it was probably more closer to that 50 dollar starting right or... yeah yep yeah it was small it, and and what ha- what was different about that one versus the first one, I mean, did were you as aggressive? Did it grow as quickly? Well, the the problem was that I never had a good run like that for, for a long time. It's just the, that big loss really messed me up for a long time. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> well, at least that's done and dusted in your in your trading career. Hey, I love I love it. I love getting beat up. Maybe that's why I'm a trader. Yeah, because well, you get stronger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you got to go through that at least once. Um, what about if if you had one piece of advice to leave for the listeners today? What would that be? Uh, get help. Just find somebody to talk to. Get, you know, send Cam an email. Don't send me an email. I get lots of emails <laughs> asking for help. Don't send me an email. <laughs> Don't send Cam an email. Only send someone who really cares. <laughs> send, send Casey an email. Yeah, yeah. So seriously, send me an email. I I will. I do trading videos all day long. Like, oh, you need somebody needs help. I will re. I will do a custom video and help people with their trading. Brilliant. Well, look. Before we wrap up, what's the best way for them to get hold of you? Uh, my website, tradingstrategyguides.com is the best place. Uh, I also host the podcast, but it's on the same web page. It's called How to Trade It. It's on the, the footer there or on the header. You can see podcasts, so you can listen to the podcast. Uh, and you could also reach me on Twitter at Casey Stubbs. I am always on Twitter as well. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Casey for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Casey in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Rightio, folks. There you go. Interview done and dusted with Casey. Now, do remember, we did shoot a video afterwards where he breaks down how to double your account in three days. So we actually see his live MT4 account with price ticking over. The trades are all active. Uh, he's doubled the account in three days and he shows you how he's done it and what he's used to do it, which is fantastic. So guys, go and check that out. I'll put a link in his show notes page so you'll find that in the podcast or YouTube description. Other things, July's Trading Nut Funded Cup registrations are open, so head over to tradingnut.com to get access to that with the sponsors City Traders Imperium. It's also over there on their site. Uh, other things, the winner of the last Trading Nut Funded Cup, so we've got him coming up on the show not or possibly next week or the week after. So stay tuned for that. A lot of similarities to my style of trading. Uh, the Algo Fund and Mastermind, last chance to join at the cheapest prices. So the price is increasing every day. So the longer you leave it, the, the more it's going to be. Uh, by the end of the seven days, we're going to have a full-on automated solution based on whatever's come out of this uh, three-day live event. 
and people can get access to it if they join before then. If not, if you're joining too late, you're coming in afterwards, it will be up in my robot lab. So you'll need to become a member of my Robot Builders Club to get access to it, and you'll get access to the Robot Lab automatically anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's how you can get access to this build from the first ever Algo Funder Mastermind. Would love to see you there, folks. Go and check everything out over there on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the markets.